G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. We're very lucky now to be joined by the coach of the Sandringham Dragons, Wayne Cripps. There's a lot of talent that has come out of the Dragons program in years gone by, and they're set for another bumper cropper by the looks of things going into this year's draft. Wayne, good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. First year in charge of the Dragons. It ended up in the premiership, but how have you handled the pressure on taking over one of the preeminent clubs in the uh, NAB League in terms of the draft or the talent that is available? Yeah, I was pretty fortunate that uh, for the previous four years before this, I was a assistant coach at Oakley Chargers. So a uh, pretty similar sort of setup with a pretty uh, you know, APS-heavy uh, list and, and trying to juggle that and uh, the expectations that come with it. So I was pretty well prepared and it was, it's pretty much exactly a replica program. So... Uh, it was a pretty easy transition. There's a pretty deep rivalry between the two clubs. Are there any big differences yes. that you've noticed? Uh, no, just both clubs obviously filled with great people, and um, you know both both programs are pretty renowned for producing high end talent, and um, it's probably going to be the case again this year for both. High end talent is a certainty when it comes to the name Will Ashcroft. Having coached him over the course of the last twelve months, what what insight can you provide us and? Any potential Lions fans that are listening this afternoon? Um, oh, he's, he's by far the most professional kid I've come across in my time in the NAB League. I've been lucky enough to work with, um, you know, Matty Rowan, Noah Anderson, um, Nick Dacos, and you know, this year Will Ashcroft, and um, you know, all those kids had some really great traits and attributes. But in terms of professionalism, um, Will is by far the best I've seen. He's just such a humble kid. He ticks all the right boxes, and um, he's just a terrific leader. Do you expect him to make an immediate impact at AFL level? We've seen the likes of Sam Walsh. You mentioned Matty Rowell in his first three games for the Gold Coast Suns. They made a, a significant impact. We've seen Nick Dacos this year as well. Do you expect him to, to make a, a big statement in the, the opening rounds? Should he play? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, similar to Nick, he's, he understands the game. He understands the AFL game. He's got... A great, you know, footy nouse about him, and um, you know, similar to Nick, I think he'll probably make a immediate impact straight away. He's um, the way he's prepared himself, um, you know, all year sort of prepared himself to be ready to go for round one in the AFL next year. Wayne, congratulations on the premiership with the Dragons. Um, strange question, but how how do you prepare a seventeen year old for the AFL? What what goes into it? Um, obviously, not just coaching the physical aspects. What else do you have to prepare them for? Um, probably the biggest one is um, compliance. Um, you know, I know we're, we're pretty big on you know things like smarter base and, and ticking off certain things. And um, you know, these boys have sort of come through school and, and junior football and probably had their hand held a little bit. Yep. And probably just trying to help them with that transition of taking ownership of their football and, and making sure they're the ones ticking all the boxes and they're not sort of being told what to do. Because obviously, as you know, when you get in the AFL system, um, there's not going to be as much hand holding and it's it's a pretty ruthless business. So you've got to be ready to go from day one. And what about for our listeners? You mentioned before the APS, which um, for uh, people tuning in is obviously the school football program, which um, has to combine with um, the NAB League and obviously your program at the Dragons. Obviously, too, the, the top-end talent um, are involved in a lot of academy programs as well. Can you, 
Can you enlighten us on how you manage all those different programs and obviously players getting coached by numerous coaches? Yeah, I think it, I mean, we've got a really good relationship with all, all the schools and um, just keeping those line of communications open with them and um, you know, they usually do their pre-season with us, with us and then um, usually play the first few, three or four games and then there's just a bit of a handover with the schools and then they take ownership and um, you know, the players stay connected with our program. They come in on a Monday night for our recovery and review so um, they're still learning and staying involved in our program um, whilst doing all their training and playing at APS and then I think it's the last round of the year this year they came back um, and they're with us so it's all pretty condensed leading into the finals trying to get them reconnected and um, getting used to playing our way because obviously the APS football is very different to NAB League football so it feels pretty condensed but the boys did a great job this year and got the reward for effort. What about managing the interviews that the clubs do with um, players? Do is that your responsibility? And, and, and uh, is there a limit to how many interviews a club can have with a, with a 17-year-old? Um, well, we, we sort of, we, we try and help the players a little bit. We sort of, um, you know, the most important thing for them is to be their authentic self as well. So we don't want to try and coach them into saying certain things. But, you know, it's really important that, you know, they show who they really are as a person, as a footballer. And, um, you know, we try and give them a little bit of guidance. But, you know, after that, that's sort of, part of that process of letting them take ownership of their football and um, let's just trusting them to go through those interviews themselves. What about managing expectations on what might happen over the course of the next couple of months on the back of that, Wayne? How, how hands-on are you in terms of mentoring and providing advice to these players to not get too far down the track? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the, the, the biggest one for us from day one is, is managing those expectations because I suppose every kid that comes into the program is they want to get drafted, so... As we know, not everyone can get drafted, so it's, it's then trying to provide a, a pathway for these kids and showing some really good examples, especially of um, those who go through the VFL system or whatever it is. Um, but, you know, this is only part of the journey for them. Um, we've got a really good alliance with um, the Sandra and Ham Zebras. Um, you know, we've done a transition night and train with them and, and started to build relationships there. So not everyone can get drafted, but we really try and create that pathway and, and uh, make that transition easy for them to go to VFL level um, if they're good enough. Okay, Wayne, give us some names. We obviously know about Will Ashcroft. He'll go pick one. Um, who else do you, you think is going to be um, – or who else is going to have their name called out on draft night from the Sandy Dragons? Um, oh, definitely Harry Sheasel, um, another one who's probably um, had a really big year. You know, I said from the start he'd probably start closing the gap on Will, and I think he has. He's just got such X factor. He's a match winner. Um, he's got some real bags of tricks as a forward, and um, he'll definitely be a first-rounder. Um, Cam McKenzie, another one, he's, he's had a terrific year. Uh, he won the APS with Brighton, uh, had a premiership here with the Dragons and obviously was part of the national championships with Vic Metro. So he's had a really good year from a team point of view, but he played a really massive role in all of that. Um, he's a really explosive midfielder. Uh, is, he, uh, is, he, is, he, is he linked to the Saints, Cam, Cam McKenzie? He is, he's the Saints NGA, yeah, but I'm, I'm tipping they're not going to get a go at him. He'll, he'll be a first-rounder as well. Yep. Um, Ollie Hotton. Um, he had a pretty interrupted pre-season, but um, was really stiff to miss out on the initial Vic Metro um, squad. He actually only got a call up to Vic Metro because they needed some extra numbers for a trial game, and he came out and absolutely starred and um, you know took the opportunity and ran with it, and ended up being one of the most important players for Vic Metro and had a massive carnival with them, and then played a really important role with us. So he sort of shot up the draft board, I would have thought, um, in the last few months. And the other obvious one would probably be Charlie Clark. Um, he's got a <laughs> He's a serious character. He's got a really infectious personality and uh, left a really big impression on this group. But just 
his pressure and some of the high-speed stuff he does is he's going to be really impressive and I know clubs are excited by what about managing expectations? I know um, you mentioned five players then who are likely to get drafted. There's probably a lot of young men who are hopeful. What's the role of the Dragons for those names that don't get called out? Uh, obviously an incredibly stressful and anxious time for these young men. Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've got a... Um, we've, we've, the wellbeing space is something we've really... Um, the AFL has done a really great job in improving in the last couple of years and yep. um, having a wellbeing coordinator and, and, and he, he touches base with all these boys. So they've had their goal setting and managing expectations and a lot of that, you know, that mental side of the game and um, and, and they've been working on that, you know, from, from day one of being in the in the program and obviously we stayed connected um, with the players even, even though the season's finished and um, as I said before, it's just, you know, it's, it's this isn't the end of their journey if they don't make it and it's, it's ensuring that um, you know, they've got something to focus on um, if, if things don't happen on draft night. But, you know, obviously their managers play a pretty important role in that as well. And, um, you know, we've got great relationships with them and um, it's just everyone working together to ensure that um, we try and keep these kids focused on what they can control and, and that's just preparing themselves as best they can. Sandringham Dragons coach Wayne Cripps joining us on Trade Afternoons. Wayne, what's the most satisfying part of the role for you? Um, oh, the most satisfying is just seeing the growth and the development in the players. I mean, a lot of them come into the program and they don't know what they don't know. And, um, you know, the, the successful ones are sponges and want to learn and want to get better. And, and seeing that progress as the year goes on is probably the most exciting part. But then, you know, we are lucky enough to win the premiership this year. And the best part about that was just seeing all the players, um, you know, with their parents celebrating out on the field. Because, you know, for them, it's been a journey from a very young age and a lot of sacrifices, a lot of commitments being made. So... Seeing them being able to experience that with their family um, has definitely been a highlight for me so far. And managing both the boys' and girls' programs at NAB League level, how do, how do you find that? Yeah, it's, it was it's challenging, definitely challenging, especially when you've you sort of got pre-season, you're running both, and you, you feel like you're, you're letting someone down if you're not there. But luckily, I'm supported by some really great assistant coaches um, in our high-performance team. Um, you know, we put a really good plan in place and, and making sure that um, you know, you just got to sort of trust people and, and let them do their jobs. And I was be able to walk in and get some great support from day one. So um, as long as you're planned, it's, it's a lot easier. And as we let you go, Wayne, thanks for joining us this afternoon. The Dragons are always a successful program. No doubt there'll be eyes towards securing another premiership next year. But can you give us one name to track over the next 12 months that's coming through the Dragons program? Uh, yeah, I think... Um, uh, Riley Sanders, um, he's a uh, Melbourne Grammar boy. He's actually part of the AFL Academy at the moment. He he played a bit of a, a real learning role for us this year. He's lucky to, to learn off you know, Cam McKenzie and Hotton and Ashcroft and these types. Um, so I think he's going to be he's going to be getting himself in a really good position next year to um, you know leave his mark early on, and then um, he's probably an angel here a fair bit. We'll jotted that down in our notebooks here in the studio. Wayne, thanks very much for joining us on Trade Afternoons. Good luck with what's to come over the next couple of months and then 2023 season as well with the Sandringham Dragons. All right, thank you very much. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Much.